Chemos Unite, episode 35 with Carrie Peep. Welcome to the Hemos Unite podcast, your podcast for support, inspiration, and information in the bleeding disorder community. I am your host, Maddie Van. I am only your host. I am not a doctor. I do not give medical advice, nor do my guests. This podcast is for entertainment, idea exchange, and support only. For your personal situation, please seek out your HTC or medical professional. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I first want to thank my sponsor. Yay, sponsors. Without sponsors, this podcast would not happen. So today, this month's sponsor is Shire. Since the first modern treatments for bleeding disorders were developed, Shire has been there advancing therapy and resources with ongoing support for the community. Shire is committed to improving the lives and health of people with bleeding disorders through community partnership and leading investments in research. Shire will continue to strive for their ultimate goal, a life free of bleeds but full of dreams. To learn more about Shire, visit bleedingdisorders.com. You can also find the link at the bottom of the show notes that'll take you to bleedingdisorders.com. We have a great guest this month. I'm so excited. It's Carrie Peep, who I met previously through a um, thing I'm doing with NHF, and she's amazing, and I can't believe this podcast that allows me to meet such amazing people. Every single guest I have on, every single person I meet in the community is just awesome. I'm very fortunate and happy that this bleeding disorder disease creates wonderful bonds between us all, and I'm so happy to just be a part of you guys. So without further ado, because you know I like to babble, here is the amazing Carrie Peep with her story of how she came from knowing absolutely nothing about bleeding disorders to becoming one of the coolest movers and shakers in the community. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Yeah. For those of you who aren't in the California West Coast area or haven't met you at any of the big functions, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and then how you're related to bleeding disorder community? Yes, definitely. So my name is Carrie Peep. I have been in the community since around 2011, 2012. My daughter and I were both diagnosed in 2011 with a storage pool disorder, a platelet storage pool disorder. Um, And after kind of researching and trying to find out as much information as I could that first year, I realized that there weren't a lot of people out there talking about platelet disorders, number one, and there weren't a lot of women out there talking about their experiences with having a bleeding disorder. So I started a blog in 2012 called A Touch of Scarlet, and I've been blogging then ever since, just kind of discussing our day-to-day life and some different scenarios that we've gone through and just kind of lending our story out there, trying to find other people that have the same disorders as us or possibly don't have the same disorders as us but are definitely going through the same things that that we're going through with having a bleeding disorder. Yeah, and it's been it's a popular blog too, from what I can tell. Because everybody well, thank knows. Thank you. Yeah. Every- what made you decide? I, I think we joined the community around the same time. My son was born in 2011. What made you decide to do the blog? Because that's a lot of you know um, private stuff out there. I just felt like there weren't a lot of people out there 
discussing platelet disorders at all. I felt like when we first got diagnosed, there was just no web pages, no Facebook pages, nothing out there that was completely directed towards platelet disorders, which kind of boosted my interest in kind of seeking that that group of people that I could kind of reach out and were going through the same things as me. So I just kind of started putting out my blog just on other hemophilia Facebook pages. And I finally started finding a few other people were still a very small group, Mm -hmm. but a few other people that had gone through the same thing as me were getting diagnosed with a platelet disorder. Didn't really have a lot of groups out there or support systems that were directed completely with what we're going through. And so I just kind of got the ball rolling. And especially those first two years, I was just throwing my story out there as much as I could and making as many contacts as I could and trying to, you know, get as much support as I could. And it ended up being just an amazing way for me to end meeting other people from the community that were going through the same thing as us and that I could relate to and get that support that I really needed those first couple of years. Yeah, that's great. How did you go from there, not knowing anything to like the powerhouse that you are now because you're involved with everything. Can you tell us a, a little bit about what you're doing now and then how you got there? So it kind of started off as a slow process. Like I said, I just kind of started off with the blogging, my own personal. Then I started blogging for HFA's Infusing Love blog, which kind of then started me getting contacts and other kind of avenues of a bleeding disorder group. I started being able to kind of relate more to what hemophiliacs were going through and realize the kind of differences in their lifestyle to what we're going through and the similarities in a lot of patients that have one Willebrands and Glansman's and so that we could kind of work off each other's similarities. So it was just kind of the more I got involved with the community, the more I realized that I needed different aspects of the community. And I definitely realized that there was a huge gap in females and bleeding disorders. And I feel like when I first started blogging, there weren't women discussing their daily bleeding disorder issues at all. A lot of people were getting called carriers. A lot of people were getting false diagnoses. And so I that really perked my interest in just kind of getting in there and helping these women. These women were coming to me with just horrible stories of what they'd gone through with going to the doctors or having an emergency situation and the treatment that they weren't getting was horrifying and it just made me really want to get involved with the female aspect of it. So from there I kind of got really involved with Female Factor which is a branch out of our Northern California foundation that works on getting the females in the community together and leaning on each other for support support. And so I kind of focused on that this last few years. And then this last year I bumped it up even more and I am now involved with the Unite for Bleeding Disorder walk this year as the volunteer co-chair for our co-chair for our foundation. So not busy. Plenty of time. (laughs) It just snowballs. It's funny. I feel like whenever I kind of try to step back and say, okay, I'm just going to kind of step back from the community for a little bit, I feel like it comes to me. So I always feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. Whenever I kind of try to take a little back, a back seat, something happens where I'm again thrown to the front. And so I just feel like Scarlett and my story is out here to be told, obviously. So it just keeps coming back. (laughs) Yeah. All signs point to keep going, right? Yes, I feel the same way. I've tried to step back a few times just because life and we're in. Exactly. Yeah. 
And it just, and it just I feel like that's always when people reach out and like, will you share your story or do this? And so it's just, it's, I like it because it's like I said, it gives me that kind of reassurance that this is where we're supposed to be, obviously. So. Right. So were you a blogger or did you, were you a writer or a speaker before any of this? No, not at all. I mean, I've always enjoyed writing and kind of telling my story, but I guess in all irony, didn't really have a story to tell. <laughs> and so <laughs> once this all happened, I just kind of felt like it was a good way to get out my feelings and, and document what was going on. In all honesty, it was a really good way for me at first to remember the incidences that were happening. She was getting hurt so much that I would kind of take a picture, write a story about it, and then it was giving something that I could kind of reflect back on too and see what we were going through and the time frame we were going through it and as I had joked about earlier it kind of makes me realize now that my stories are few and far between but it's kind of a, a breath of fresh air because there's not much drama going on right now so our stories are nice stories of what Scarlett's doing and I don't really have the emergency room situations going on anymore which led to lots of stories at the beginning. Yeah, I, yep, I hear you. And you know, as you were telling me that, I was wondering, we went to the, I was, the, I think it was the doctor here. So we changed hospital or changed HTCs. And I had to kind of recount my son's tale. And I realized, I thought I would never forget the ER visits. And I'd never forget the bruises and the, the bleeds and everything. And I have forgotten so much. I kind of wish. You do. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to forget It's this. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you're The lucky facial enough. ones surprise me because I'll look back at pictures and be like, oh my gosh, that's right. She had that huge right. bruise on her eye for that month. And it's like we kind of, we just, it becomes our normal. So we forget that that's how they look. I mean, Scarlett was bruised on her face, I would say the first five years yes. of her life. She <laughs> always had a bruise on her face. Yeah. And you just kind of, you forget that. And it's, it's a nice, it's a nice forget. It is. And I remember when I was going through it, no, everyone told me it'll get better. It'll get better. But when I was going through it, I couldn't see that. I just couldn't see it. Not at all. I thought they were crazy and that she was different than everybody else and that her bruises were way more extreme than everybody else's and no she's and now her I feel like she doesn't react to her bruises as much too I mean she just oh whatever yeah I don't know how I got that bruise before where it was like three she would this is I got this from playing on the play structure I hit my arm just like this like she would really pay attention now she just oh whatever I got this bruise no biggie (laughs) That's awesome, right? Just another bruise. That's awesome. Yeah. My kids calm down, too, with the sight of blood. So that's good. So, again, here we are, experienced, semi-experienced moms, because they're not that old. But we're telling you, all the new moms out there, it does get better. So keep going. It does. It does. Those first, I always say the toddler years is how I refer to it. Those toddler years are so scary when they're just starting to learn to walk. And I'm a preschool teacher, so I can say that all preschool kids go through it but it's just more terrifying when it's a bleeder but they all fall they all get bumps and bruises it's just scarier when it's a bleeder did you notice um because of your profession did you notice that you could tell the difference between your bruises and uh your your toddler kids in your class their bruises or were they did they look kind of the same they i would say that i noticed the difference now that Scarlett's older at the time 
any bruise freaked me out. And yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't see the difference. The more that I've researched, the more that I've gotten into the community, the more that other people teach me, I'm starting, I can pay attention to colors now. I can pay attention to size now. I can pay attention to height now before everything freaked me out. Yeah. I would say still, I'm not really good at head injuries. Like at the preschool, if anybody hits their head, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. Like there's a bump. And the teachers have to remind me like, it's It's okay, bumps are good for normal bleeders. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good sign. So I'm still a little not so well with the head injuries, but I definitely can gauge the bruises with color mostly nowadays. Oh yeah, that's good. I mean, I can look at Scarlett's body and be like, well, that had to have happened like two weeks ago. So why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <that>? <laughs> I, can, I can tell by the color that that's old. So. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So we're all experienced now. Look at us go. Right. <laughs> so with NorCal and um, Female Factor up there, um, I interviewed Krista. I think it was my first year doing Hemoji Night. Um, she was one of our first guests back in 2014, maybe. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and that was just getting going, and it was really awesome. And so how how has that grown because of now all of what the focus on women is really getting better? It is amazing. They try to do at least, I think they're trying to do at least six seminars a, a year. It goes everything from we kind of pick a spot where we want to hold the event and then we try to do like a learning aspect of it so something we've done everything from talking about relationships and how that's affected from our bleeding disorders we've talked about um h getting local help from hdc's so kind of getting a learning aspect of it and then we throw in a fun aspect of it so we've done um a weekend getaway where we talked about health and anemia and how our bleeding affects our health and then we had a cook come in and teach us a few recipes that would increase our iron intake in our daily life so just kind of doing a fun event but yet we're learning something and it has changed I mean I think it's changed our community a lot I absolutely love the events I look forward to everyone that we have we've had paint parties we've had um like a hike around San Francisco looking for clues. We've done um, a few weekend getaways now. We've done a weekend getaway in Santa Cruz. We've done a weekend getaway here in Petaluma. So just kind of the whole environment's just getting to know each other, leaning on each other. The whole um, motto is women affected by bleeding disorders. So it's moms, sisters, wives, it's just a, it's a great, great, great opportunity for women to come together. I wish all the states would follow our lead and provide this I for, do too. for everybody. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I just, I just, yeah, it's such a male dominated disease. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that it's so nice that women are finally getting to speak out and it's done in the nice environment where you're not embarrassed and people can talk about their women issues and talk about their menstrual cycles and talk about their births and it's not in an embarrassed environment everybody's you know leaning on each other and kind of has the same similar stories so it's just it's been amazing and it's been so fun to watch it grow and change each year and I just I hope it continues growing yeah it's I think it's wonderful I learned you guys did an event you we weren't there. Um, 
Oops. But Krista came down, Tammy came out, and it was in San Diego, probably 2013, maybe. Um, and uh, when it maybe, first started. Maybe 20, yeah, 2014. Too. I, it was a while ago. But And you guys had a nurse come out and talk about what a normal period looks like and what a bleeder period looks like and just kind of the different symptoms. Yes, and which is eye-opening for totally. a lot of people with bleeding disorders, which surprises me and is sad to me. I mean, you have these people that have had periods like this for 15 years and yep. they just thought that it was normal and it was not normal. <laughs> Absolutely. I was told that my whole life it was normal. And then I saw that and that's what made me, and I always tell all the women that were involved in that meeting that they're the ones that helped me get um, my diagnosis because I got diagnosed with hemophilia. So I would never have gone had I not seen that slide and that gotten that education. So you guys are making a difference out there. Which is amazing. I mean, I can't tell you how many stories I hear of these poor women that were told that they were just carriers of hemophilia, and now they're finally getting to actually get a diagnosis and get treatment. Yeah. It's a, and I will tell you, <laughs> from firsthand experience, getting Factor and getting a medication, it is incredible. Like, I never knew how much pain I have been living with my yeah. whole life. That's what everybody tells me, that it's just life-changing. It is. So I just, you I'm just so happy that this community has this now. Yeah, good work, lady. Good work. So what about the Infusing Love blog? So how often do you do that? And then how do you balance that out with all the other writings that you do? Well, it used to be, like I said, definitely a lot more often. Now I'm pretty much just, I throw out my highlights is really the sad, oh, the sad things I can okay. throw out there are gone. So I just really throw out my highlights. Scarlett's really involved in theater right now Perfect. and it's kind of become her own little advocate. So I'm always kind of throwing out stories of what she's doing to get involved in the community. She is definitely taking a back seat to, to my role. So as co-chair of the walk, she has definitely had a lot of input oh, <laughs> what's cool. going on with our walk and She's definitely, I mean, just she's very involved with the community, and she, the Humanity the, the Foundation of Northern California has just embraced our family so much. She went to Camp Hamotion last year, so we have definitely highlighted that a lot in my blog. She had an amazing time, and it absolutely changed her life. She cannot wait to go back this next year. Awesome. So it's more just kind of highlighting stuff like that, what she's doing in her day-to-day -day life, staying out of trouble, staying away from bleeds, and just kind of how we've, how we've changed our lives to kind of make that happen. I mean, she's definitely found her place in this world now where she's not feeling like she's being left out and not playing sports like everybody else or doing extracurricular activities like everybody else. She's kind of found her niche now, and it's a safe niche. <laughs> and yeah. So we just kind of, yeah. She's been, she throws a lot of blogs on there too. I mean, she, I think she's written like three or four now where she kind of, I'll interview her or she'll interview me or, so she's, she gets involved with it too, which oh, is kind perfect. of fun. Good job. Yes. But yes, they're definitely, they're definitely not as much. I need to get better about it. I must be honest. <laughs> I have uh, two blogs and, and one of them is Hemos Unite and I don't blog on it because I don't feel confident in my writing, but the the interviews and the podcast count as a blog post. So that's what I call that one. There you go. Yeah, it works just the same. Yeah. It's as long as you're putting something out there. That's what I think. I think, too, I had a couple of great moms that taught me a bunch. 
And so I think I, I have to always pay it back because what would happen if I got, if I got missed, if somebody didn't take me under their wing, you know, and I had to try and figure it out all by myself. Right? Yeah. No, I would not have made it if it weren't for a plethora of women in this community. I mean, they, I, they have been my main support in all honesty. I feel like anybody who hasn't been there just doesn't know. Yeah. And so as much as I try to lean on my, even my mom or my sisters or just really close siblings and everything, they just don't know what someone who's going through it yeah, can. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Can be there for you. And here's where Maddie pulled a typical Maddie and didn't get this podcast posted in time due to severe illness. I was actually on the couch for about two weeks with um, severe flu, cough due to flu. So we're going to talk about the walk, which Carrie is intensely involved in right now. But it's a little outdated because the walk already happened. But here you go anyway. So when is your walk? So when's a NorCal walk? And Our walk is Sunday, May 6th. Oh, my so gosh. So it is coming up a couple weeks. We're usually one of the first ones. So this is, I'm, we're joking, it's kind of our rough draft with the whole new campaign for Unite for Bleeding Disorders. Mm-hmm. So hopefully next year can really get people involved but <laughs> we're super excited about it I was um I kind of my slow involvement into it was last year I did the children's area I was in charge of the children's area which was a lot of fun and that kind of got my feet wet and then this year was asked to be the co-chair so wow. I happily accepted and I'm definitely learning I'm I'm not doing as much as they joke I will be doing next year but I'm just kind of getting my feet wet and learning the process and hopefully we'll be able to get more and more involved each year so that's awesome so NorCal seems really supportive of ideas like the female factor and for members of the community bringing ideas to them and them following through on that do you find that they are amazing I have nothing but nothing but good stories to say about the foundation they've just been really supportive I feel like I can always reach out to them I get a phone call within a day back they're super accepting of ideas if they can't accommodate your idea they usually have a really good reason why and we'll try to figure out a different way to accommodate it they're just they're super supportive super amazing they've they've just been amazing for us that's really and they cool. provide so much for our community I mean if if we wanted to, I feel like we could be going to an event easily once a month that has to do with the foundation. That's cool. That's really Which cool. Which is just amazing. And they just, they, you know, always are accepting volunteers and trying to get community involvement. We can sit in on any phone calls we want, sit in on any meetings we want. I mean, they really encourage us being involved and that, you know, they're there to accommodate us. So That's cool. they're, they're super, super amazing about that. And then, of course... I took Carrie on a little tangent and we talked for 10 minutes about stuff that's totally personal. So now we're going to talk about fundraising. I did my first sip and donate this year. What is that? Which was super fun. I've never done like a fundraising event. And as co-chair, I felt like I needed to take on a bigger role and try to raise some more money this year. (laughs) So I kind of researched and found a local area in Petaluma that has food trucks come and then it has a bar and they had for the full four hours anybody that walked in not just associated with the foundation or came because 20% of the bar sales went 
to the foundation. That's so in like fabulous. four hours, I made like a couple hundred bucks. There you <laughs> go. People come in, hanging out and, you know, having some food truck food and a few beers on a Saturday. It was perfect. So it that was perfect. a lot of fun. I've never done anything like that. And I, I loved it. So I'm going to try to plan some more. It was super fun, super easy way to make money for the walks and a great way for friends to come and support you and family and come and support you that don't want to necessarily come and walk with you, but right. they may be inclined to come have a beer Yeah. <laughs> or a lot of people do the dine and donates, you know, be inclined to come have a burrito with you. And it's just a, it's a neat way to make money and kind of spread the word. I, you know, obviously got to share our story with people that may not have originally known our story. I sent out the flyer to, my daughter's whole school so we had like a lot of parents from the school come that didn't necessarily know our whole story and we kind of got to tell our story and it was just a really it was a neat neat way to get the word out there and raise money and I recommend people doing it it was so much fun that's perfect and easy so easy like the restaurants and the places do it for you yeah I mean you literally just call and they do it for you it's amazing that is amazing um, I'm wondering, hey, how about this in your, because you're going to be so experienced at all this, because now you're going to be like walk pr- princess. Um, let's do on the next one, if you want to come back on and share some fundraising ideas, because. Ooh, okay, definitely. Yeah, I remember, I think in California, SoCal, I, we were like our very first time out of the gate. We were the number one fundraiser for just, you know, regular old people, not corporate people, um, for the walk. And I didn't realize, you know, it, but they had come and they had asked me to talk about fundraising ideas and everyone, there was a lot of people had a lot of questions and you're right. It is easy if you just it's so share easy. your ideas. Yeah. So maybe we should do a podcast on that and I can have all the cool peeps. I love that. I think that's a great idea. Look because it it's something that a lot of people just, yeah, it's a tool a lot of people could use for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Well, that's going to be fun. Good. So do some more of those. Um, (laughs) Is there, before we go, and thank you so much for staying on a little longer, is there anything that you want to share, a word of wisdom, something to leave our audience with regarding bleeding disorders or how they can identify or help themselves? I would just say to always pay attention to your body. I always teach Scarlett that she knows her body even better than I know her body. So always Know your body and pay attention to it. Pay attention to menstrual cycles. For the most part, for women, is my main thing. Go to the doctors. Find out if your menstrual cycles are normal. If you're bleeding for more than five to seven days, that's just not normal. So please go to the doctor. Um, Another just kind of word of wisdom for all those newly diagnosed moms out there with kids. It does get better I promise you the first few years are terrifying but it does get better and lean on your community find a support group it does get better it does it definitely does and I'm always the one that says my my cell phone's out there and I always tell people if you're new or if you're like me I was at two o'clock in the morning crying reading all the internet stuff um call me or text me (laughs) because definitely yeah Reach we are out, always get here someone for you else's, Yeah. Yes. Get someone else's opinion for sure. Yeah. And just, yes. Don't spiral. Don't spiral. Um, no. <laughs> and don't be on the internet too much. Don't. I know. It's, <laughs> oh, I know. Approved sites only. Approved sites only. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So then if anyone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about Female Factor or learn more about A Touch of Scarlet, where would they go? You can go to www.atouchofscarlet.com 
www.blogspot.com and find our story, or you can go to Hemophilia Foundation of Northern California's webpage and find anything you would like on our female factor. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. You've been awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> yep. Okay. Isn't she rad? I told you. Everyone's rad. All the guests are rad. We're all rad. I love you guys all. Thanks for listening. And thanks again to Shire for sponsoring this podcast. For over 60 years, Shire's been making a difference in the lives of people with bleeding disorders through pioneering products and programs. A six decades long legacy with one goal in mind, helping you live a life free of bleeds, but full of dreams. Learn more at bleedingdisorders.com. Find us in the iTunes store, on Facebook, and at hemosunite.com. See you next time.